G'day guys, it is time to dive into the Sydney Sixers for BBL 13. Who's a must-have? Who do we see in their starting 11? Does their bowling depth really hurt us in Supercoach? We'll talk about this and much more. Let's get into it. You are now listening to the Insight Fantasy Sports Podcast. We are back. It is the Insight BBL show. We're here to talk BBL and... uh, on the Supercoach Brain, and I am uh, joined by the SC Big Horse himself, my co-host. How are you, mate? How's things? Yeah, going well, mate. Again, we keep doing episodes. I keep changing my team. We just <laughs> we need to get these teams done, don't we? Yeah, <laughs> uh, we're only what four teams in too. This, is, yeah, this could right. be dangerous. My team's going to look very different in about two weeks' time. But yeah, that's absolutely. the beauty of it. You dive in a bit deeper. You have a chat. You you start looking into these guys that potentially you haven't looked into when you did your first draft. And that's the beauty of these. This is exactly why we did these episodes so that we can give a bit of insight into these guys that people aren't looking at because you do need a couple of pods to start the year, right? You do. Yeah, you can't be the same as everyone else. No, not at all. So we'll, we'll try and bring you that today. But the Sydney Sixers, there's plenty to talk about with them. But uh, before we do, the show is brought to you by the Standard Squeeze, helping you drink responsibly and conveniently. And of course, Ryan from Astute Newstead for all of your home loan needs. <laughs> Make sure to hit the like button, hit the subscribe button below. Even turn those notifications on if you don't want to miss an episode. Moving forward, it'll send you a little bell straight to your phone every time we pop an episode up. And if you are listening to us on audio, whether it's Spotify, Spotify, it could be Apple, it could be even Google Podcasts. Leave us a review there and uh, hit the follow button. That would be great. And of course, we're running an unlimited league as we always do at Insight. If you've been part of our you know, NRL, AFL and NBL shows in the past, you would have seen the unlimited group. We give away prizes every week thanks to the standard squeeze. They give us uh, combo packs to give away every week to the highest scorer. And of course, we're going to have a Supercoach Champions ring for the winner for the most points in the unlimited league. So dive into that. The description is uh oh, sorry the link is in the description below and if you are incapable of hitting a link 482267 is the code to add in 482267 mm-hmm. now let's talk sydney sixers mate now I, I i reside from sydney but i am not a sydney sixers fan i'm a thunder guy i'm from western sydney what do you think of the sydney sixers how are they going to go this year mick yeah i see them as top 14 i don't think they've quite got not so much the depth, but the, I guess, the overall power that the Perth Scorchers have. But, I mean, on their day, they could beat anyone. Good team. They are a good team. I mean, they've had some pretty heavy outs, I guess. Yeah. But the ins are decent. They've got Joel Davies joining the squad here. And, I, I mean, we don't have him in our uh, starting 11, but he's a guy from a depth perspective that can definitely do a job. He's one of the best fielders in the BBL from what we saw last year. And, um, you know, if he gets a gig, he, he's definitely not going to look out of place. And there's, there's a reason why they've signed him. So uh, Ollie Davies' little brother, as, as he was known from last year, but I think he's created his own little uh, narrative, hasn't he? Yeah. So I'm um, looking forward to seeing him this year. And uh, we've got Rehan Ahmed, who I'm really excited about as a former leggy myself. I love this guy. I, he's a serious talent. And obviously the late, great Shane Warren thought the same thing, didn't he? Yep, as a 13-year-old was he when Shane Ward came out and goes, this guy is going to be great. Yep, 
Yeah, I think everybody would probably be able to remember when they threw back to that a few years ago now when Shane Warne was in England and everyone was talking about this really long, young leggy that he's kind of taken a liking to and, and that was Rehan Ahmed. So very exciting to see him in the BBL. He's been playing some international cricket for England already, which is super exciting for such a young guy. Um, he is still behind Adil Rashid from what it looks like in the England pecking order with white ball cricket, but if they want to take two spinners over, he's the second. So that's something we need to consider because England have – do they have white ball cricket coming up at the start of the BBL? There's a chance they might miss, isn't it? Yeah, I think they do. They've, they've got a series in the West Indies. Is it a three and five? Three yeah. one days and five T20s? Yeah. So from the 3rd of December through to the 21st. So that's 18 days of BBL – or sorry, 17 or 16 days of BBL potentially that they're going to miss. So that mm. could even be the first three, four rounds of, of BBL, which isn't ideal. Um, and he, I think from memory, is also a part of the back end of series when he's either going to the ILT20 tournament or, or one of those tournaments as well. So okay. I'd love to see him play. I really hope he does. But mm. good on him if he does get picked for England because he, uh, I, I love watching him play. Um, what are the other ins we've got here? We've got uh, Tom Curran, which is another big talking point, And he's very popular at the moment. He's currently 24% owned in Supercoach. Mm-hmm. He's the second highest Sydney Sixer player or second best or most well-owned uh, um take a guess at who's first josh Philippe. yeah by a country mile 52.1 percent. so he is actually the most owned player in Supercoach at the minute of recording so no surprise at the price no. we'll talk about him soon but those are the ins joel davies Ryan ahmed tom curran now the outs they've lost dan christian he's retired uh what a career he had uh, the f- Chris Jordan has gone to the Hobart Hurricanes, so he's off. Uh, you were you were saying before the show that you've had a few hot dinners, and I'd say Chris Jordan might have had more teams. He's played for more teams. What I've had hot dinners. I love the bloke, but geez, he bounces around, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. Um, Nathan Lyon, Melbourne Renegades. He's there this year, and he's dirt cheap as well. But we probably won't see much from him, depending on the injury. Depending on the injury, if he is fit enough. To play test cricket, obviously, he will slot straight in. But if they're looking to kind of ease his workload in after that Achilles injury, there's a chance he might even play the first couple of games before he joins a test squad, maybe test two. So who knows how that plays out. Um, and obviously, they've they've uh, uh, Naveed isn't coming back over and Naveen Huck is not coming back over either. So they're both missing from this Sydney Sixers squad from last year. Now, they've got Mickey Edwards, who's uncontracted from BBL 12 as well. So he, he will miss out. Josh Cairn, Lachlan Shaw, and the, the Stephen Smith, the great uh, Sydney Sixers heroics, I guess we could call them, from the back end of year. Stephen Smith ruined my BBL 12, Supercoach. I'm going to go and say it. He By not picking Steve Smith when he came back after he got those 200s off 60-odd balls, he buried my Supercoach season. So was it a, a close contest between him and Jai Richardson that did you? Uh, they can just hold hands together, can't they? Both uh, of them. Killer. Absolute killer. Yeah. yeah. He, I, fuck, he's so good. He's so good. But we're not going to have to worry this year. He can't bury me this year because he's going to be with the test squad all year. So he's not going to play for the Sixers, unfortunate for them. Um, but uh, so they'll be without him this year. They haven't even offered him a contract because there's no point. Now, uh, let's kind of dive into our predicted 11, mate. How do you see this mapping out? Because there is a little bit to consider. Uh, we've got, you know, Hayden Kerr, Kerr currently injured. Tom Curran 
currently sidelined as well with an injury, and we don't know on the timeframes on these two guys. Um, talk to me about Tom Curran. He's got a, what, a knee injury, didn't he? And he actually pulled out of the CPL tournament, hasn't he? Yeah, he has. So when we're, when we're talking injuries, we're talking Tom Curran and Hayden Kerr here for Sydney. Hayden Kerr is a lot more likely to be ready for round one. I think there's still question marks around Tom Curran, and especially with him pulling out of the most recent tournament, that's huge question marks for me. You want to be able to see a bloke get some sort of cricket in prior to round one. But for him, it's almost like if he's going to play round one, he's going to come in really fresh but really green. Yeah, bit of a kind of double-edged sword, isn't it? He's going to come in fresh, but he's going to come in with zero form. So some things to consider. And 180K we're spending on him in Supercoach too. So that's not exactly anything to sniff at. He's uh, You're going to have to pay up to get him. But the Mm -hmm. role is fucking awesome. So I, I guess you probably need to weigh up. Is the role better than the concern around injury and whether you pick him in round one on the double because he could mm-hmm. only play one game in the first two. Who knows? He could. Mm. Yeah, there's too much risk so, there. Um, yeah, yeah, fair enough. I've got him in my team at the moment, but he's an easy little swap out for someone like Quinton de Kock if he becomes available or, or someone around that kind of import 180K price. Um, and I've got a little bit of cash in the in the bank as well, so I might even be able to go up to someone a little bit higher. So, And the beauty of it is he's got dual position, so you can just shuffle him pre-game one to essentially whoever you want. So he's a nice little place filler, and if he does start, I'll pick him. Now, on the international front, we've got Todd Murphy. Um, He could be with the test squad. He could be in and around the test squad. There's a real big chance that he is. Um, But maybe he doesn't play until we get closer to the Sydney test. What are your thoughts? How do they use him? Because you'd be silly not to use him at the SCG. Oh, unbelievable. Like, uh, as we're speaking in pre-recording, I have faced this guy before. He's he's really hard to pick. Um, fantastic bowler. But from an Australian point of view, he, he's got to be with the squad. He is the next best thing. He's the next great off-spinner that we have in Australia once Nathan uh, Lyon decides to hang him up. And given Nathan Lyon's age, it's not that far away. So I expect Todd Murphy to be with the Test squad the whole summer, regardless of whether he's playing or not. I don't see him playing a lot of T20s, though which is unfortunate, but mm. uh, at least then that gives us a pretty clear-cut option there and, and we're not there's not too much contention, or contention, I should say, for, for positions. So mm-hmm. um, Now, James Vince obviously sh- could be in and around the England squad with Rehan Ahmed for their white yeah. ball series tour of the West Indies that you mentioned before. So that could rule both of those guys out and there could be some opportunities for a couple of other guys that we'll speak about very soon that could easily slot into these guys' spots, right? So... Yeah. Um, you know, Rehan Ahmed's coming back to him a little bit. He played the T20 International Tournament in September against New Zealand. But mm-hmm. like we mentioned before, he is behind Adil Rashid at the moment. Yeah. I reckon it's not going to be long until this guy is their frontline spinner. No, I'm with you. The only thing that might save us here is that do England just go with Joe Root as the part-time offie? Like he's, he's probably one of the better part-time offies in the world at the moment. Like he, he's quite economical with his with his off spin, but again, if you ask Piers Morgan, they had a moral victory, you know, and the World <laughs> Cup. Morally, they came last. Love that. Um, I how, how much are they going to so change bad. their side? Yeah, how much are they going to change their side? Because they've won one game. They're currently sitting below the Netherlands, which is a massive kick in the guts. You know, they played shit out. Are they going to flip their team upside down, or are they going to stick fat and go? 
Rightio, we need consistency here. We need chemistry. That's how we're going to go moving forward. So this is something I'm going to be watching really closely as to whether James Vince gets the call up to go or whether he's with us to start the season. Look, the reality is that Ben Stokes is going into surgery. He's having knee surgery, so he's going to miss this. It's already come out that he's basically withdrawn and, and he's going to wrap things up for the year to get mm-hmm. his knee sorted, um, which means that Harry Brook probably comes back into this squad. So Harry Brook being a Melbourne star at the moment, being contracted and picked up in the draft by them, probably means that he comes into this white ball squad for, for England in this series. I think they're going to shake things up. Yeah, they kind of have to. Uh, but if you look at Harry Brook's record over there in the World Cup at the moment, it's not great. He hasn't scored mm. many runs. So do they stick fat with him? Or do they, do they give someone else a go and go, look, you've been good at test level for 12 months now. You've scored a shit ton of runs. You haven't been great in white ball cricket. Let's give someone else a go at this. Use you predominantly in tests. And here you go, Melbourne Stars. You've got Harry Brook for the season. So many variables to play with this England side coming out. Yeah, there's a lot. And because they've gone the old reverse win, this year in in the World Cup, I think they're gonna they're gonna definitely uh, make some changes. They have to. If they don't make any changes, they'd be a laughing stock. I think mm-hmm. so. You, they're gonna have to shake things up mm-hmm. now. Predicted eleven, mate. Josh Philippi yeah. and James Vince, if available, yep. are the ones that open the batting. Mm-hmm. Now Philippi is an interesting one, and what we mentioned before, he's fifty two point one percent owned. He's the most owned player in Supercoach at the minute. Batsman, mm-hmm. wicketkeeper, one hundred and two point seven k, thirty three average on last year. What are your thoughts on Philippi? How do you play this one? Because he obviously is incredibly popular. Yep, love him. Going to open the batting there. We've spoken in previous episodes too that as a wicketkeeper batsman, he's at the top of the order. He could potentially make your points or score your points with the bat. But for a catch, it's 10 points as a keeper. As With a stumping, it's, what, 15 points? So there's there's extra points there to garner as a wicketkeeper. And when you look at Rian Ahmed, who's a really hard leggy to pick, Stephen O'Keefe is a really nice off-spinner, Dwarshus, Abbott, Kerr, these guys are all good bowlers. There's, there's ability there to get a few snicks through to the keeper and extra points for us. So I can see why he's so popular. For sure. He's in my team at the moment. Um, I am a little bit concerned about the form from last year. It's something to keep an eye on. I'm not 100% convinced. But if we look back, and I need to do look at the stats a little bit more, and I'll probably talk about this soon when we do another he, team reveal, but he has won the, the SCG, the, the guy's before. a fucking gun. He's yep. so good at the SCG compared to every other oval that he plays at. Yep, 100%. And he has won okay. the BBL player of the, player of the year before. So I, I anticipate that he's going to bounce back. And uh, you want to take a guess as to where the Sydney Sixers play their first game this year? Sydney? The SCG. So Uh, I don't mind picking him and at worst case, you chuck him on the bench. Mm -hmm. At worst case, if you don't believe that he's going to kind of rip in in game one at the SCG, you chuck him on the bench. Not a big deal. But they're on the double, right? So you've got to consider him. You'd be silly not to. Now, James Vince, he's batsman only, uh, but... We just spoke about the fact he might be unavailable. Now, if he is, who comes in for you? Who do you think could probably slot in at number two there? I've got a couple of options at the moment. Yeah, I think Jack Edwards. I think Jack Edwards comes in and and plays there. And a young up-and-coming player can handle the stick pretty well. It'd be relatively new for him to open the batting in the BBL, but not beyond him. Not at all. 62.5K. The guy has been taking wickets for fun as well this year for New South Wales. So 
there is a realistic chance that he is used in a really, really, really part-time capacity for, with his bowling. We'll, we'll talk about the bowlers soon, but there's a reason why we think he won't be used that much. But as a yeah. batsman, you'd be happy to rely on him at that price. Because, you, he, again, he's another guy you could start on your bench and you just see how he goes. And he could be a little bit of a cash cow for you. Because the reality is you need some cash cows. You need some really dirt cheap guys you think are going to go well. Regardless of mm-hmm. the schedule, they're not going to score for you. But you need some guys who are going to make cash to build up your bank so that you can afford those better players at the back end of BBL. That's right. And end up with a primo side by the time season's end comes around. So if James Vince is unavailable, we see Jack Edwards. And and for me, I potentially could see another couple of guys fitting into this squad and we're a little bit unsure. But one is Daniel Hughes. Now, his yeah. form hasn't been amazing. But he again, he's at basement price, 62.5K. Didn't really do that well last year, but didn't get much of a run. Only played in three rounds out of the 14 or whatever it was. Uh, the other guy is Curtis Patterson, who I've actually left out because his form in Sheffield Shield cricket has been next to disgraceful. Don't so... You. Yeah, for me, for me I, I think he misses out just purely based on form, but they've shown that they like picking this guy. So mm-hmm. Curtis Patterson, James Vince, Daniel Hughes, Jack Edwards, all four of them could easily fit in to open with Josh Phillippe for the Sydney Sixers. This is a definite watch this space here. Um, I So if let's just say Phillippe and Vince go one and two, I have Daniel Hughes at three. I have Daniel Hughes at three at the moment. I think they – I mean, it's, he's pretty reliable. He's not mm-hmm. a guy that's going to go and nick off early. That often. You've so you've shown that he actually works the middle overs really well, Daniel Hughes. And uh, he's not someone to play too many rash shots. So I think they probably need that little bit of a stabilizer in the middle of the innings. Now, in saying that, I've got Moses Henriques and Jordan Silk at four and five for the Sixers. And those two are perfect anchors for the innings around those bigger hitters in guys like Vince, Kerr, Curran. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts on how that maps out? Yeah, like that. Moises Enriquez at 96K too, a little bit cheaper than what we've seen him be in the past, but do you think his bowling days have passed him and that he is going to be a batsman only? No. I mean, last year he didn't bowl, year before he didn't bowl, but he's mm-hmm. been actually bowling for New South Wales a little bit in white ball cricket. Mm-hmm. I mean, is it the resurgence of Moses Enriquez? I hope so. Get the ball in his hand. I'd love that. 96K, he is a genuinely good BBL super coach option this year if he if he if bowls. I, if I see that he's bowling in warm-up games, he could make his way into my side. For sure. Um, and g- good role as well. He'll bat four. He'll be the anchor of the innings. He'll nerdle him around. He hits a big ball when he needs to. He's um, He's got a really complete game, a fantastic fielder too. So uh, speaking of fantastic fielders, number five, Jordan Silk. Jordan Silk. He... Probably the best fielder in the competition. Yeah, 100%. That that guy is elite. And we need to consider these really elite fielders, don't we? Like Glenn Maxwell, probably on par with Jordan Silk, really, isn't he? Like They're fielding in the best positions. They're fielding at long on or long off at the, deep, at the end of the innings. They're going to yep. take a lot of catches from top edges and, and all that kind of stuff. And, and Silk uh, is in really prime positions at cover and backward point and stuff at the start of the innings too, right? So... Mm-hmm. I mean, yes, he's a great batsman. He'll do his job there. He won't bowl, but I reckon you can probably guarantee he's going to get 10 to 15 points in fielding points per game. Yep, and he's a red-hot candidate for a run-out too, isn't he? He's got a really nice arm. He's got a rocket. Yep, for sure. Um, Hayden Kerr at six, mate. Talk me through him. You're pretty high on him at the moment, I think. I am. I am, if healthy. So he's got that abdominal strain at the moment, but we saw last year that he can bat. He can hit a big ball. He bowl, he's quite slippery with the ball too. Like he sort of sneaks up on you and gets him through the keeper quite well. 
I, I think he's a perfect candidate to bowl his three overs so we get that economy rate. And batting at 6-2 with the potential that, hey, if the openers do well, get through the first eight to ten overs, and then they need some big bombs, he'd be up there with who I'm sending. I'd be sending him in before Jordan Silk. For sure. He definitely finds his way up the order, I think, if if they're chasing some runs or if they want to yep. get their uh, their run rate up. So I like that. I, I really like that call. For, for me, I mean, the question mark becomes Hayden Kerr or Aaron Hardy, and I'm probably picking Hardy. Just off the fact that Hardy will bat three, Kerr will bat six. Now, there's not much in it, though. There isn't much in it. And if you want to save 30K, I can't argue with you if you want to pick Hayden Kerr. You, you can also yeah. see the, the benefit of picking Hayden Kerr over Hardy as well with scheduling. So yeah. we know Perth have a double, single, single into two buys. Uh, Sydney have got what? They've got a double into – I don't think they have a buy for a while. I'll have to check the schedule. but They're one of the yeah. only teams that don't have a buy in the whole BBL. There you go. So you're going to get points every week. You've got a couple of doubles and then the majority of singles after that. So they're, um, yeah, they're, they're a prime candidate of a team that you don't have to stress about if you want to make sure you've got someone playing every week. That's right. But we talked in the last episode about the fact that there's benefit in having guys on the bike because you can use them as a bit of a VC loophole option. Um, yep. But I, we don't have to worry about that with these guys. But Hayden Kerr, fantastic option. And another guy I said that I have at the start is Tom Curran. He's currently 180K import price. He didn't play last year, but in his last. Full stint in BBL 9 and BBL 10, he averaged 70-plus super coach points per game. So, yes, he's older. It's been three years since he's played in the BBL. I don't care. I, if this guy is named in round one, in game one for the Sixers, the role for him, batting at seven and bowling every chance death, uh, I want him in my team. I want as many death bowlers as I can get in my team. And I think Tom Curran, Sean Abbott, bowl the death overs potentially for these guys. Maybe Benny Dwarshus. He's done a decent job of it in the yeah. past. But I think Curran, at least at worst case, he's got an incredibly good slow ball. He bowls really well through the middle and at the death. So you can use him in multiple scenarios. And I really like that. I feel like there's a guarantee that he's going to get his three overs for that strike or that economy rate bonus. Love that. Love that. Definitely something to keep an eye on. Talk to me about Sean Abbott. Because he's in my team, and I honestly am tempted to in captain the bloke. Yep. Yep, really rate him. One of the best bowlers that Australia have in the T20 format. Just finds ways to get wickets, and he's quite economical with it as well. He's no slouch with a bat either. If called upon, he, he can make runs. He, he Yeah. So when we're talking about Sean Abbott, yes, he's there. He's a bowler only, but he could sneak you some runs. Yeah, no doubt. Batting at eight's a good spot as well for him. Um, I've roomed with Sean Abbott, funnily enough, um, at the academy. We we spent a fair bit of time together as both New South Welshmen and, and young New South Welshmen as well in our first year at the academy. I think it would have been 09, 10, I think, um, through the winter there. So I know Sab quite well, but I, kn I know for, for him, the guy's probably one of the more dedicated cricketers to his preparation that I know. And I know that he's going to be fit and healthy. The guy's got a rocket arm. And the one thing we haven't even spoke about yet is his fielding. He's honestly mm. one of the better fielders in the competition as a fast bowler. Probably the best fast bowling fielder in the comp. Yeah, so right. need to factor that in as well. The guy will not drop one. Uh, he's got a rocket from the boundary as well. So we can guarantee that he'll get a couple of runouts this BBL as a minimum. 
Um, he's a I, honestly, he's a guy you just want in your team, and it, it comes down to me picking either him or Jai Richardson, and I think I'm just going to go with Sab and, and just lock him in. How good's that? That you've got a fast bowler who's that good in the field that's not going fine leg to fine leg. He'll field a deep mid off, or he'll field probably deep cow or deep mid wicket or something like that. Somewhere that's a pretty prime position. He's very well relied on in the field. So definitely something to keep in mind of these elite fielders that you can kind of snag that are going to also bat or bowl and do a bit of both. Now, uh, 9, 10, 11, mate, we've got Benny Dwarshus. Uh, did a great job last year. He's probably yeah, too good of a job because he's too fucking expensive for me. Yeah, he is. Unfortunately. 183.7K. He's elite. And that's slower ball. That's, that's delicious. I love that. But you're picking him bowler only. He's going to bat at 10, 11. I've got him at nine, but there's a realistic chance he could slide to 10 depending on our boy Rehan Ahmed and mm-hmm. whether he plays and who his replacement is. So if Rehan Ahmed plays, he bats at 10 for me and Ben Dwarshus bats at nine. He can hold a stick. He's just not fantastic. He's not going to win you a game. But if Rehan Ahmed plays, he bats 10. If he doesn't, Todd Murphy probably replaces him, to be fair, and he probably bats 10. So maybe Ben Dwarshus stays at nine. Yeah. Yeah, we saw in the uh, test series where uh, Todd Murphy's incredibly good off his hip. Like he's, he's quite good off the back foot. So depending on the wicket that they're playing on, if it's say somewhere like Perth where the ball's skidding on a little bit and the fast bowlers are bowling a little more, you may see uh, Todd Murphy move up the order a little bit, but yeah, I'll, I'm with you there. And number 11, we've got the great sock, Stephen O'Keefe, 178 K 57.6 average does his job. He'll open the bowling potentially for the Sixers. They love using him with the new ball. He does an incredible job of getting through his overs really quickly at the start of the innings, but also that arm ball uh, with a new ball that swings into the right-hander is incredibly lethal. Um, Mm -hmm. So he's he's very good with the new ball. I I think he could be quite valuable here. And they can play Rehan Ahmed and Stephen O'Keefe in the same squad considering their home ground as the Sydney Sixers. They can use that spin. Yep. Yep, I'm with you there. I'm not picking him him up. at 180k, there's Rashid Khan's at 130k. You're saving yeah. 50k there. So is Adam Zampa. I'll probably pick yeah. those two over Stephen O'Keefe, to be fair. But yep. full credit to Sock. Like he, he's had a great career, and he just keeps turning up, keeps doing his job every year, doesn't he? So, mm-hmm. um, he does. mate, the, the three guys that we haven't picked, we've talked about Jack Edwards. He could easily fit into a couple of these spots, and so can Todd Murphy. But the guys we haven't spoken about, Jackson Bird. He's been a pretty big part of what the Sixers have been doing the past few years. Now, every chance this team being so deep on fast bowlers, we'll see some rotation. We'll probably see at some point Sean Abbott have at least one rest through the season. We'll see Tom Curran with his injury history and with the injury he has right now and he's pulled out of the CPL. We'll see him get rotated. Mm -hmm. We'll see Ben Dwarshus get rotated. And maybe even Hayden Kerr gets a gets a bit of a rest through the middle of the season. So Jackson Bird's going to get his opportunity. And also, when we've got wickets that aren't conducive to turn, we won't see Stephen O'Keefe and Rehan Ahmed in the same team. No. So, no, so Jackson Bird will play more games than he sits. That's my that's my call for the Sixers. I'm not picking him in super coach, but it's just worthwhile knowing that because these guys are so deep with their bowlers, there is every chance we see a lot of rotation, a lot of rest with these quicks. Yeah, I'm with you there. Yep. Tell me, Curtis, tell me about Joel Joel Davies. We, we haven't got him here. He's yeah. an elite fielder. Mm. Pretty good with the stick. Both good little uh, left armers as well, mm-hmm. uh, and also is a really solid middle order bat. So like, he will not let you down. 
Now, from a super coach perspective, I just don't know where he's going to kind of work his way into this team without injury. I feel like Daniel Hughes is ahead of him. I feel like Jack Edwards is ahead of him because he can also bowl those uh, nice little meadows. I just, yeah, it's hard. Unless we have Rehan Ahmed and James Vince not playing to start, and then maybe another injury and Tom Curran isn't ready for round one or something like that, maybe he fits in. But I just probably don't see Joel, Ed, uh, Joel Davies fitting into this squad without injury. Do you think if James Vince goes and plays white ball cricket, does he get a chance at two or three in this squad? Or he's definitely not an opener? Sorry, who are we talking about? James Vince. Yep, so if James Vince goes across and plays white ball cricket with England, do we yep. think that Joel Davies could potentially fit into the two or three spot here in this side? Nah, nah. You've got too many good options. Moses Reeks can slide up. Jordan Silk used to be an opener back in the day. Like, mm-hmm. you, you've you've got these guys that can easily just slide up a position. I, I think that's probably what they do, and they'll throw Joel, Ed, uh, Joel Davies into the middle rather than yeah. throw him in with the Wolves, so to speak. Um, yeah. Speaking of a guy that can fit in is Curtis Patterson. Now... He's played a bit of BBL in the past. He's done a good job at the top of the order as well. He's opened the stick on multiple occasions in the BBL. What are your thoughts on him? Because for me, he can easily slot in and take that number three from Daniel Hughes. He could, but his form's been ordinary of late. Yep. Do you think yeah. they'll just ride the hot hand? I think you have to. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Fair call, mate. Um, that brings us to the end. That's our predicted 11. Who are you hot on? Talk me through the hot guys. Pull over by this hot guy and let me out. My hot guy is Hayden Kerr. So at 140.4K and a almost 46 average, if he's healthy, he's going to bowl. As we said before, he's quite slippery. And with the stick, I anticipate that he's going to bat at five or six. So if they lose early wickets, they'll they'll bring in Silk, they'll bring in Enrique to, to steady the innings, and then he'll come in and bomb late. Or if they're chasing quick runs, if the openers do a good job, they can move him up the order and just let him unleash. So I think there's plenty of points there with the bat, but also he's going to bowl his three or four overs, activate the economy rate points as well. More points there on offer. And he's no slouch in the field. Can't argue. I like him. 140 seems like a bit of a discount for Hayden Kurz, who doesn't it? So I don't, yeah. I don't mind that. Uh, I'm hot on Rehan Ahmed, and you, I mean, mate, the inner leggy is coming out in me. I love this guy. All right, he's going to be a serious talent, and he's going to do some good things for England and international cricket. But I think at the moment, if we get an opportunity to get him and see him in the pink, in the magenta, I should say, uh, he's going to do some damage this year. I think we're going to see him, at, and also 105K. Sorry, but this guy's an international cricketer. Yeah. And young, and, you know, of the words of great Shane Warne, this guy is going to be great. What better, you know, platform to showcase his abilities than in Australia, in the BBL, you know, with our legend, God bless his soul, Shane Warne has said, watch this guy. So I can't wait. Anybody that Warney has his eye on, you know, they're going to be special, I think, you know. Hmm. So um, I'm looking forward to him. And and if he gets a start in round one and he isn't unavailable, he doesn't get picked for England or, or anything in their initial uh, ODIs in West Indies, he's in my team in round one. So, mate, that'll do us. Sydney Sixers wrapped up where we've got through four of the team previews now. So we'll talk through position analysis as well as we get a little bit closer to the season. We'll also reveal our updated teams once we finish all of the team previews because mm-hmm. there's every chance they've changed about, what, 10 times each. It'll change again. Yeah. Yep. 
Love that. Um, guys, make sure to hit subscribe if you like the episode, you like the content. Just remember, we're not only BBL. There's plenty of other Supercoach sports. The NBL's firing at the moment. The NBA fantasy, if you're a guy that loves fantasy basketball, that's popping off at the moment as well. So hit subscribe, hit like on the episodes that you enjoy so that we can get them to more people. And if you are listening on audio, hit follow and leave us a review. We would really appreciate it. And we appreciate all your support. Thanks for watching another episode. We'll be back for more team previews. Until then, you've been listening to the Insight Fantasy Sports Podcast. See ya. Big horse out.